Hello everyone and welcome back. It has been a while. I have no script. This is completely off the top. Uh, Jeff and I have been away for some time, all because of me. Life has thrown me a curveball after curveball and I apologize for that, but hopefully with this episode we are back on track. This will be episode 10 if I can get episode 9 <laughs> up and running. Um, hopefully, I... I hope I have this. It's it's one thing after another with me here recently, but that's okay. That's life. You know, we keep on uh, rolling with the punches. If you didn't know, this is the Bop Music Podcast, where my good friend and I, Jeffrey Ciarto, sit down and talk about all things music-related. doesn't even have to be specific into only music. Sometimes we do crossover episodes. What? Maybe we yep. have one today. We'll, we'll find out. But before that... Jeff, how you doing? You know, man, I'm I'm hanging in there. You know, I, I miss doing the show. I get antsy. I get pent up. It's kind of like Cartman waiting for the Wii. I think about how can I freeze myself till the next show. Yep. And Mindy's like, put down the garden hose, you dipshit. You know. Just normal so, husband yeah. wife stuff. Yeah. Uh, but just celebrated an anniversary. So Happy that was, anniversary. Thank you. How many you. years? A lot, we'll just we'll just say. So right, forty eight. Nine Good. married. So Good. yeah. But uh no, we're in a good place. Been doing some traveling as I talked about on uh Hunting Pixels, Spotify's number one hundred and two podcast. I, I did yeah. make sure to let the boss man know that, you know, I was happy to step down to the minor leagues and hit some dingers for him. Yeah, uh, got to make hunting pixels a little better than it is. Yeah, I mean, versus the pedigree of this show here at Spotify's number one hundred and one podcast. Right. So had to, you know, kind of remind him, hey, you know, charities starts with me, you know. So, who else do you have on that show with you? Uh, the one and only Skyrise Excellence himself. Oh, good. All right, moving yeah. on. So what? <laughs> it's the first time we'd gotten together, so on a, on an actual recording. That's good. Uh, yeah. From what I from what I heard, it was a good time. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet, but I'm sure it was uh, it was something else. Yeah, it was. It was fun. So yeah, yeah that's <sighs> kind of what I've been up to. And that brings us back here to yeah. to the to the show still in its infant stages, not even just now creeping up on those double digits. Technically, we were already at double digits because I put a zero at the beginning, so it was a zero yeah. nine. We've been at double digits in our heart. The whole time, really. That's what makes this 101. 100%. So, this week, we... The goal was with the last episode, I think we did music in our everyday lives. And I was like, hey, let's do this one at the end of the last show. And instead, today, I was just sitting there and I was like, but let's just not. Let's, Let's do something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, shake up the formula. So... I keep wanting and speaking every single episode saying that I want to do this crossover where we talk about our favorite video games with the hunting pixel guys. Forget their names. It's fine. Um, But then I was sitting there today and I almost caved and we almost just wound up doing it both ourselves. But I tweaked it a little bit uh, because you and I on the last episode, we kept it was not we. It was very much me was not we kept derailing and you know throwing out some video game conversation here and there and that was a lot of fun that's because we're good at it what'd you say we're good at derailing 
we're really good at derailing it. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's that and gaslighting. So, you know, hand in hand, really. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I thought today, hey, why don't we sit down, kick our feet back, and talk about some more video game stuff with best games that we feel have some of the best licensed soundtracks. Yeah. So if you've been around in the video game world long enough, you'll know these games. You'll know these standout games that we're going to talk about. We, how many games did you pick, by the way? Um, so I picked four total. Good. That same. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Because we did not like talk Blood about Brothers. that. Yeah. <laughs> not talk about no, that at all. We cut our hands before this episode and jammed our bloody paw prints into each other's webcams. Did you say paw print? Yeah, I did. That was weird. I was looking at my dog. <laughs> Oh, God. You just unlocked the dark side of yourself right there. Damn. Yep, there goes the derailment right there. (laughs) Right to the gutter. It took me a second. I was nodding along, and you said paw print, and I was like, hold up. (laughs) Yep, yep. Right into the, right into the, uh... Oh, God. Yeah. That's the dark side of you that I didn't know that existed. Everybody thought I went to Atlanta for some convention. No, it's just some furry shit. Yep, furry con twenty twenty two. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You were the one in the fox suit walking around at Comic Con this past week. Yep, me and me and Violent J from the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> uh, there you go, Justin. If you're listening, it was it was Jeff the whole time. Yep. You knew also, he was a furry, right? Comic Con. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, Violent J from the Insane Clown Posse is a furry. Thought. You meant Justin? Oh no! Well, he might be. Nobody knows. Do you how? Do you hear how? Like quickly, I reeled that back. I was like, "Hold up!" Yep. I mean, there's a collection of you guys in our community. Yeah. Why do you think we all get along so well? Oh fuck! And then Stevens is in there, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. As long as he got... has a goth outfit on, he's down for it. Yeah. And then we got a uh, old Josh McMullen in his feet. It's true. Speaking of which, how's your toe? Uh, sucks. It hurts, but it's okay. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, you do old man shit. You get, yep. get messed up. For those that don't know, Jeff was sitting feet picks and flexed a little too hard yep. and just snapped. It's all Broke the flex. going right in half. Yep. Flexed too hard. It just fell off. Yep. Which toe is it? Uh, little one. Oh, God. Yeah. That, that takes the most shit. muscle to flex. Yeah, well, you know, I use it to eat usually, so it's a lot stronger than most people. All like right, hold, did you just say you use it, it to eat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah, hold yeah. the spoon with it, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> what I thought you said. Just right into the D-Gen. <laughs> it's bad enough sending feet pics, but that one, there is another curveball. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, well, we both picked four. Um. As is tradition, I will... I will allow you, Jeff, yeah. to go first. What's what's one of the standouts to you? I swear. So I, maybe we should have planned to make sure we don't have the same ones. But go ahead. Okay. So my my uh, my number one, it, it's like the be all end all for me as far as licensed video game music, and it's specifically one song, but the rest of the whole album is just a banger. 
and that is Saint Throw the Third. Oh shit! Okay, because that mission where you jump out of the plane as as Johnny Gad and Kanye West power comes on. Yep. Like top ten gaming moments, maybe even no top five, top top three gaming moments ever, and I mean ever when I say this because I mean it, it's like that was like Kanye at his peak. It and then truly was. I mean, and then like Saints Row at its peak, honestly, like because like two and three were kind of like where Saints Row became really Saints Row. Like Saints Row one was great, Saints Row two was okay too. But then you look at like Saints Row the third, and there was so much weird good music on there, and it had a lot of like carryover also from like Grand Theft Auto, which was weird. Um. Because, like, if you look at, like, some of the bands that, like, were on there, you had, like, G-Eazy, or was it, yeah, G-Eazy, you had Kanye West, you had Corrupt, Most Def, and this is just on the hip-hop channel, right? Like, Sean right. Prince, Tyler the Creator was on there, Yellow Wolf, Bun B. I mean, like, just go down the list, and then you hit, they're like, oh, holy shit, that's only one channel, right? And then you get into, like, the, um, what should we call it? Like, the, the techno channel had like dead mouse on it and it had like mndr and like the bloody beat roots like some really just wild artists and then you, even like the classic album had like or the classic song channel whatever you want to call it had good stuff but like just straight down like even like and it was weird because there was an adult swim channel because you could tell this is like mid 2000s like cross marketing it had yeah. death death clock was on there, and uh, oh. OFW GT, GKTA was on there. Schooly D was on there from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Tim and Eric were all over it. Like that soundtrack is like the wildest licensed soundtrack I think out there, and it all works so well. And like so many artists even went on to like somehow become bigger because like you have art like people like Pitbull on there. You have like. Um, what is it like Drowning Pool, Black Veil Brides? I mean, you just go down the list and it's so crazy. And the metal album or the, the metal radio station is like one of the best like depictions of like genres of metal that you could ask for. Like it's it's really cool because it's got like what would be essentially kind of new metal coming up at that time with stuff like Black Veil Brides. They weren't necessarily a huge thing. And like Otep was like, a real flash in the pan thing, but also really cool. And then you had like black metal bands, like black Dahlia murder in there. And it's like, and like Dillinger escape plan is on there. Like the, each one of those separate channels alone is amazing. And then you put it all together and it's just like, holy shit. And then like, you get like the nineties channel with like Bush and butthole servers and faith no more. I mean, like you can just go down the list. Like, and there were tons of gag songs that were used for like, specific scenes like the Kanye West song or the Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax um, and like Mac Morrison's Return of the Mac. Those were all used for like pivotal moments or like Sublime, the What I Got song where they're just kind of like sitting in the car just like singing it that they actually make callbacks to in the new Saints Row and they make it work. And it, it, it really sets like a high bar for me as far as like video game licensed soundtracks like that one understood how to do it and make it cool 
and not be like, hey, we took a bunch of corporate money to make this shit work. Um, you know, or here, you like crime? Do you like Fergie? Um, so, uh, yeah, for me, that one sets the bar extraordinarily high, and it just nails it every possible step and on every possible channel. It's it's just so cool. I could talk endlessly about the soundtrack for Saints Row the Third and how it uses its soundtrack to push a narrative in a game that doesn't necessarily have like a super strong story. It has a great story, but it uses like a lot of pivotal moments. Like um, it has that Aerosmith song when you're like riding the bomb. Um, oh God, it does so many good things. Yeah, so I think Saints Row Third the Third. Might yeah. have been the last one that I played. Um, yeah, because after there, it was like Get Out of Hell. and Right, and I'm it, pretty sure I didn't play that, and I most certainly haven't played the one that came out last month. Um, it's good. It, it's good. I can say that wholeheartedly about it. Like, I put a lot of time into it. I really enjoy it. It's not perfect, and it's definitely not reinventing the wheel as far as, like, Saints Row goes. But it, it's, you know, it's pretty good. How's the soundtrack on it? The soundtrack is also really good. It's it's a lot more different than, I think, I don't think it's as strong as previous entries in Saints Row. Um, it has the same kind of setup where it's got like a bunch of radio stations. It has a lot of artists that you would expect, like Tribe Called Quest, Buster Rhymes, DMX, um, The Far Side. I'm just trying to think of the ones that kind of stood out to me. As far as like on the hip hop station, because um, that seemed to be where a lot of like the good stuff got put. Um, now that being said, there there's still a lot of other good channels on there, but the hip hop channel is a hundred percent where I think a lot of it went. Now they did have like Cage the Elephant. I'm looking at it now. Oh yeah, I forgot. They literally have a uh, a channel from Nuclear Blast Records, the uh, hardcore death album. Which is cool, because that had like a lot of neat stuff. It had like Inflames, Slayer, uh, Hatebreed, uh, Insidious Disease. Uh, so a lot of heavier acts. I knew that it had a good metal station, but I still feel like 3 just nailed it. Yeah, 3, because that's what I remember, man. Like There were so many standout songs and artists from them. Like The fucking Mastodon was in the game. Yeah. <laughs> was in the yeah. game. And then you had Manson in there, too. And now the actual like soundcloud channel though on this one is pretty good too because it's got like jpeg mafia and tenzel curry um and that was back before like they were huge i would say when did saints row the third come out good question let me google this 2011 maybe that's awful that sounds let's see november 15th 2011 god that game yeah. is 11 years old. Yeah. That's sickening. Welcome to old age. That sucks. But still, I mean, 11 years ago, they had probably the best soundtrack they possibly could have had with a yeah. wide array of genres in there. Fucking Mike Snow back then was on there. Mm-hmm. It's a like, real strong album when you look at the... Uh... When you look at the the list of tracks that are on Saints Row the Third, it's like holy crap! Like this is this the pinnacle. is way stronger than I think most people kind of like take for granted. And you know, because like if you think about it, like that's Xbox 360 era. That's like, hey, hook your Zune up and 
you know, <laughs> use your Zune to make music albums because our playlists suck. And nah, Saints Row the Third just killed it on it. Yeah, I love how you just said, you know, you use your Zune, and then someone out yeah. there is like, "What the fuck is that?" As the best musical device ever. I will never get rid of mine. Yep. I would. Okay, moving on. Yep. Um. So yours, yours flows right into mine, actually. Okay. Um, because from Saints Row, we are going to go Grand Theft Auto. And so this one kind of speaks to me on a a different level. It's GTA Five. you know, they're, yeah. they're cash cow at this point. But GTA Five has just a stellar soundtrack. I mean, it introduced me to so many artists that I still currently listen to today. Um, I remember playing it. And, uh, like, of course you played the story for a little bit, but once you went online and you were just vibing with friends or whatever, like, that's when I, you know, we were cruising around, what is it, Los Santos or whatever, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you're just jamming to this music. And I remember going through the city at night, and the Chain Gang of 1974 comes on with their song Sleepwalking. Okay. And it's, like, I just that classic, as soon as it starts up, it just has this really uplifting you know like electronic sound that dances from your left eardrum to the right eardrum and it's nostalgia at its finest for me and it introduced me to this band that I immediately fell in love with and it kind of got the ball rolling like I already really enjoyed that kind of indie rock indie tronica type of music but boy, if this just didn't open the floodgates for what was to come after that. And then, on top of that, like, the soundtrack introduced me to my favorite... I say my favorite. We've had this discussion before. Like, I have a lot of favorites, but Freddie Gibbs is up there. Like, there are very few artists that does what he does for me in terms of hip-hop, and this is where I learned who he was. This is when the song Careless came out. Or at least it was on, um, you know, GTA Five, and it was his voice. It was his cadence. It was like wow, like it was just something brand new that I needed at that time because hip hop at that time had started to change into something that I didn't really care for, and okay. then to hear Freddie Gibbs come back with this breath of fresh air, and I was like, holy shit, dude! Like it was so good, and like you said with the radio stations for Saints Row, like they had something for everyone. They had country, they had rock and metal, they had hip-hop and pop, you know, talk radio, and, uh, like, the indie stuff that I was just talking about. Like, they had everything you could ever ask for on there, and there's still, uh, like, they still updated it. Like, as of recently, I believe new music got put in. Like, I I can't tell you what it is, because I haven't played it in a while, but just for them to have continued to follow up and add new songs as the game, you know, increased its lifespan i guess that was that was really cool because of course you're gonna get tired of the same songs over and over but i'm telling you man like i had such a good time back when this came out this was 2013 right Uh, i believe so yeah which is even crazier to me because we're coming up on 10 years for this game too um but yeah man like i know i only talked about a couple of artists from this but those were the, the the two standout ones to me but there's so many good songs like, I was introduced to bands that are still on my list today that I wouldn't have had without GTA Five soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you can kind of think of them as, like, 
like GTA Five is kind of like when you watch, and I know this sounds weird. It's kind of like when you watch art become art, right? Like it always, like the last. I mean, really, for like the last over decade now, it sets a bar for like what you can do in a video game, like production, right? Yeah. Like, how do you make the scene work? It sets a bar for writing. And some people say, oh, they only rip off Hollywood movies. That's fine. They still make it their own story, you know? So, like, you look at it, and, and it's nice to see that they stick it the whole way through with music. Because, like, even when you look at, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, San Andreas, right? Like, it used music of that time. It's not afraid to push the boundaries of, like, a musical, like, accompanying scene or, you know, like, how do we make a soundtrack work within our crazy talk ads? You know, how, how do we make it work with Laszlo? You know? Um, yep. And, and it's always great to see that. I th- just, like, what you were saying with, like, you know, they mimic Hollywood or whatever, you're right, but it's yeah. like, they do it in such a way to where, like you said, it makes it their own. It really drives home the message they're con- trying to convey at the time. Like, I, I don't know if you remember or not. Uh, you, you beat the game, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for fucking nine-year-old game. But once you get the good ending, um, I'll never forget it because it plays, uh, like, you, you're seeing everyone go their separate ways or whatever, but then the song, the setup comes on, which is the perfect ending to that game. Like it just completely puts the cherry on the cake for everything that the guys had gone through by that point. Um, and the setup's such a good song. It's by favorite nations and it's just incredible use of the song in that moment, man. I, I love everything about what rockstar did with this game, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it definitely nails the landing. Yes. Um, all right, well, what's next for you? Okay, um, so we're going to go on a memory trip lane back to 2008 for a game that I think not a lot of people have played. Oh, um, my God, I swear to God, if this might be where you and I have a similarity. Okay, Midnight Club Los Angeles. Close, but no. <laughs> so Midnight Club I think Los my Angeles. game came out at the same time. Hold on. Oh, really? Oh, wait, no. This is when my time frame gets really distorted because anything... How old was I in 2008? I'm about to make, I'm about to make you sick, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I was... I'm just going to mute myself right now. <laughs> I think I was 16. Motherfucker. Maybe 15... I, 2008, I was maybe 15 and a half, 16. I, I, don't, I don't math real well. Yeah. So... I'm going to research while you talk because I don't. Oh, it's 2004. This game came out, so all of this seems the same to me. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, Midnight Club, great game. Yeah, I always liked the Midnight Club franchises, and this one really like pushed the boundaries of soundtracks. Um, now the hard part is they made like a 10th anniversary update of it, and they yanked out like a bunch of music, right? But it had so much good stuff. It had. And it was all over the board. It had bands like As I Lay Dying. Like this is like imagine if 2008 Jeff made a soundtrack, it'd probably be real similar to this because <laughs> it had stuff like Back, um, Nine Inch Nails had a bunch of songs on there. Um, As I Lay Dying had Nothing Left, which is a huge song for them. Uh, one of my favorite bands. It had MGMT, which is another one of my favorite bands with uh, Electric Feel, which yep, is kind of surprising um, that that one's on there. It had, like, Social D. Like, it looked like it almost was like they looked at 
the Tony Hawk formula and figured out a way to make that work. It had like two songs from Kid Cudi on there, if I remember right. It had I know it had Day and Night, but I do not. I'm trying to look because I know there were two, but I don't remember what the other one was. But it also had stuff like Dead Mouse because you know it was 2008, right? So it had to have him. But then it had like a lot of good rap too. Like it had like G Unit, Tech Nine, Nas. and Nas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it was really good. And then it had a Jeezy and Kanye West with Put On. I was about to say, dude, you can't play Los Angeles and not listen to Put On. Yeah. They did have two Kid Cudi songs with uh, Switching Lanes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I knew that there were two in there. And then it had, like, Ice Cube's Gangsta Rap Made Me Do It, which, I mean, at that point, it's already a banger no matter what. But then they had, like, a lot of artists that I really liked that... I feel like time has kind of forgotten. Like uh, Ozo Motley was in there, which they were one of oh, my kind of yeah. like favorite kind of like of that alt hip hop type groups. Um, and, and so like in my mind, I remember playing this and just being like, the soundtrack is of like a caliber of like when you talk about using licensed music in the game, much in the way that, you know, three years later, seeing throw the third would do it. Like this one actually set a high bar. The problem was the game was just not fun. Um, whereas like the Midnight Club games to me were always really fun racing games, and they were yeah. very different. But and, and they definitely scratch my unbridled love of the Fast and Furious. Um, <laughs> you know, America's favorite cinematic franchise much have uh, we talked about how that's your favorite movie series yet no but we can because no, I, mean, I mean it's honestly the best like anybody that wants to argue that uh I, i'll dm you my wrong. address we'll fight in the streets and put it on world star uh, i think they my, are, it is the best movie franchise ever i think my best mid, uh midnight club was three dub edition yeah a three was three was kind of like where that series kind of peaked i feel like yeah yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's why I kind of put this on this list. It, again, it's not the one that people think about when you think about Midnight Club. But, like, when you want to talk about, like, using a good mix of licensed soundtracks, that's really where it, like, hit. Because it had, like, it had all sorts of genres. It had hard rock. It had rock. It had electronica. Alt. I mean, it really had a ton of licensed music in it. It had West Coast rap and East Coast rap if you wanted to change channels. Um, you know, keep keeping the rivalry alive. So for me, it, that's why it made the cut. It's a great choice, too. Do, and while you were talking, it's like we're going to have to follow up with this one day yeah. because I've thought of two more just from you okay. talking about Midnight Club that need to be on my list. But I, I, I don't want to do it all this episode because we'll talk for three hours. So we definitely have to come back to this because there are some great games out there with licensed soundtracks that I feel like yeah. need to be talked about. But until then, I uh, I guess we'll keep it on with the with the early thousands. You said this was two thousand eight for Dub Edition. Mine actually yeah. comes out in oh four, which it blows my mind because I thought it was later than that. Um, here comes one for the boss. You know, good old Josh McMullen. 2004 had a game come out by the name of WWE SmackDown vs. Raw. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I got real scared there for my next pick. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, see, we're uh, we're swinging kind of close to one another here. But, dude, this was – I – 
played this game so much, my disc no longer worked. Yeah. Yeah. I. This is about the time period I also stopped watching the WWE. Like, I remember playing the hell out of this game. Yeah. And then I never really followed much after. Like, you know, bits and pieces here and there, like, I would watch. But, dude, this game was so good. Um, Soundtrack was a straight bop, dude. Like, it was everything I liked about music at the time. Yeah. Um, not enough hip-hop in there, I'll say that. But, like, rock and new metal and stuff like that, oh, it had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think... It, it, go ahead. I think it's I think it's maybe... Okay, so I actually have a WWE soundtrack, but honestly, what you have picked is was my second. I deliberated between two, and that one somehow lost to mine, but... I, I definitely regret my choice now. Well, the good news is now we can talk about both of them. <laughs> okay, so mine was actually WWE 2K19. Okay, so, so I never played it. Yeah, but uh, you're not I'm assuming much. they kept it's a the bad same game. Like, they it's, kept the same formula almost with their music. Yeah, they haven't changed anything in those games since pretty much that game. Um, okay, but the reason I like 2K19 more is it uses a lot of. Um, it uses some really massive artists to do these entrance songs. Like, you have the Migos, Metallica, Fall Out Boy, Eminem, Bullet For My Valentine, the Migos again, well, part of the Migos. You have Offset from the Migos and 21 yeah. Savage. 21 Savage actually makes two appearances because he also does a uh, rock star with Post Malone. Uh, and then you have Shinedown, Slipknot, Wale, and everybody's oh. favorite, Rancid. Uh, which is weird because... That song is not a good song from Rancid, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it say what you want about Rancid. I love them, okay, but that that's a bad song. And uh, Sami Zayn is a shit wrestler. <laughs> so I, I'd say that gladly to his face any day of the week, and especially if he wants to talk about Fast and Furious. Let's fix your toe first. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to get foot stomped. You know. How yeah. Plus, also it has appearances, like it has Joan Jett, Papa Roach, Saliva, Motorhead, because you gotta have Triple H in the game, um, Alter Bridge, Limp Biscuit, and uh, two other Motorhead songs. So, like, it's a really huge list. Like, when you look at that list of artists, it's like, this is for a wrestling game. Like, the soundtrack is better than the game, um, that being said. So, yeah. But you definitely pick the one that uses it in a balance with a good game with a good soundtrack versus a great soundtrack in a terribly shitty game that hasn't evolved in 15 years. Yeah, man. Like I loved everything about this. Like I liked creating my own superstar, having one of these mm -hmm. songs picked out. So for some, the original SmackDown versus raw, you had power man, 5,000, you yeah. had public enemy and styles of beyond and breaking bad, a uh, breaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished watching season five of uh, Better Call Saul, so that's why oh, that happened. Yeah, same uh, here. Well, no, wait. I watched whatever the last season that uh, is on Netflix, which isn't yep, apparently the fine. last season, and that pissed me off. Right. Yeah, we have to wait until season six comes out, so fuck me, I guess. Yeah. Wait, so it's oh, already finished, but I have to six. wait. Makes me sick. Um, yeah. I meant Breaking Benjamin. And then uh, you had like even a song by Tantric on there. So 
all of these I, songs are. I haven't heard in forever. I know, but Tantric is so underrated, dude. Like, we might need to do an underrated artist episode one day because their songs are fucking incredible, and no one talks about them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So maybe next week we do underrated artists because I will, I'll talk about Tantric then. I'll save it for that, I guess. But, um. Uh yeah no that I just being able to create your own superstar and then some of these songs that I'm talking about like imagine walking out to when worlds collide by Power Man five thousand like that shit oh yeah it'd be huge gets 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 the chills going essentially I, um, ironically <laughs> that song is on my next pick too so is it yep there's dude I'm we're gonna have to do we might do this and, oh I can't just keep going back to this this is such a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just keep doing this topic. Um, but, oh, and then like Firefly by Breaking Benjamin. I knew of Breaking Benjamin at the time, but God, if I didn't fall in love with them. Like I had so many of my wrestlers walking out to Firefly just because of that opening riff that they play. Hmm. It, is, it was incredible, man. But yeah, so that's crazy. We both chose the WWE soundtrack. They are They are one of those bands, Breaking Benjamin, that just never clicked with me. Uh, it's real funny because oh. one of my wife's best friends met her husband at a uh, Breaking Benjamin show. But yeah, they're just they're just a band that never even like, from the We Are Not totally Alone album. Like no, nope. nothing, no, not even once. Damn, I would like to hear other people's opinions on that. Maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it's a that it's a bad band. It just somehow just never clicked with me. Yeah. And they were pretty, and they pretty much all sound the same anyway. Like legit, all their music pretty much sounds the same. Yeah, which is why I like it. I don't like change. <laughs> oh, see, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of it. Is you know, yeah. I I, I need the change. I need the crazy, yeah, sh- shifting gears. Yeah, you need, <laughs> you're all about this Final Fantasy shit. God, I meant Fast and the Furious, not Final Fantasy. This is not good, Jeff. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm no, losing my marbles. You're good. I mean, eventually we're going to get to best soundtracks, and I'll just talk about, you know. How terrible Final Fantasy games are? How? No, no, I think they're great. <laughs> I, I love them, actually. Um, but no, I'll just talk about Fast and Furious movie soundtracks when we when we get to movie soundtracks just prepare for basically fast and furious yeah mine's gonna be a lot of 90 movies with breaking benjamin because <laughs> i mean honestly like if you think about like all uh, not to we'll go into this we'll go into it for just a moment if you think about the fast and furious soundtracks they're all just absolute bangers that's true i always get uh, even the first first two mm-hmm. dude those were like prime video video game soundtracks. This is not this is not going well for me. I've, I feel like Josh right now. I can't speak. That's like prime movie soundtracks for me. And like Blade, the original Blade. <laughs> Dude, all I have to say is Fast and Furious, the first movie, Pop City Anthem by Cadillac Ta. Yep. Like it is the pinnacle of dumb 2001 soundtracks and it is so good still to this day. Because like, it starts off with like a Nokia phone ringing, and it's just a Nokia phone ringtone. And I remember I made that my ringtone forever, and I thought it was fucking badass. It's just a dipshit. <sighs> Maybe we do that next week, next yeah. couple weeks. I don't just know. Talk we about ha- the we fast have and options. Furious. We get talk Josh on. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Actually, I would like to get him on for a movie soundtrack. I'm sure he'd have some well, insightful Well, we tell him that say. it's like some insightful movie shit, and then we just talk about Fast and Furious <laughs> the whole time. He won't know, because he doesn't listen to this. That's true. All right. That might be my next uh, yeah. bait and switch. That'd be good to have him back. Um, all right. So that was WWE <laughs> for us. Um, yeah. That was So technically, that was both of our number twos, right? Okay. Or threes. Wait. Before we move off WWE, who's got the best entrance music in WWE for you? Which ever, ever? Oh, dude, I'm biased as hell. I'm biased because I listen ever. to it every day at the gym. It's Tell Edge. Me. Oh, really? Yep. I I would not have thought that. I thought when you said I'm biased, I thought Undertaker, right? Like, because does it get more iconic than him? And yes, That's... it does. I mean, Triple H. Nope. Re- re- okay. Even you're, Edge, because Edge is... You're close. When you say Triple H, let's let's think about it, because watch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and it's gonna you're going to finish it in your head. Right? Ready? Shawn Michaels? Yep. Yep. Because if I was like, I'm a sexy boy, you'd be like, in your head, you're like, I'm a sexy boy. Yep. <laughs> and you're like hitting the high note that you can't hit. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not if it's not Triple H or Undertaker, it's definitely Shawn Michaels. I mean, it could be Hulk Hogan's "I'm a Real American," but the Hot Dog Man is kind of a piece of shit. So, oh, dude, I don't know. I'd love to hear Josh's take on that too, because I think it's Edge for me. Like he was always my favorite. Edge like, has every... a really great entrance music. Don't get me wrong, but in my mind, it's Shawn Michaels. Like it goes Shawn Michaels. He is iconic, right? Like that song, and then. uh you could say The Undertaker, right? Because, I mean, the second you hear that, hair grows up his spine, you're ready to go. But then for me, it, like, starts deviating in weird ways. It's like Degeneration X, the Dudley Boys. Well, at this point, also John Cena. And before I would get Edge, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he would be number five, and my number six is close to Edge, and that would be The Brood. The Brood. Was that with... Yeah. um? That was the faction with Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. They had a... Gangrel, that's who it yeah. was. Yeah. You should listen to that song. If you haven't listened to it in a while, it's, it's super good. I might, yeah. So that's when I first Ooh. fell in love with Edge was back in those good old vampire days. Yeah. Like, think about, like, the shit that, like, was going around the writing room. Like, we're going to have a bunch of vampires running around Canada <laughs> in the sewer. The hot. late 90s, full of drugs and yeah. wrestling. Like there's two moments in that era that stand out to me, and it's the what had to happen in the writing room for that, and what happened in the writing room when Kai and Ty cut off Balbinus's penis. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, they kidnapped him, and then it was choppy choppy yo pee pee. <laughs> like, oh my god, that is so racist and wrong and hilarious, and just it was all aimed at teenage kids, like. My God! What, what a time, what dude! I hell? wish the WWE'd go back to those days. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, there's a what great if... show. If if you have Peacock, there's a great show called This Is Awesome, hosted by Greg Miller, and you really get to relive like all of these really dumb moments. I might just pull up like a '90s WWE high or WWF highlight reel. Yeah, it's probably worth doing. Um, so, you know, two episodes running now, we have, we have completely driven to the other ballpark and started talking in that field. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to drive back to our game. Um, I thought that was content. actually our number two. That was actually both of our number three, right? Yeah. No, that was both of our number two. Jesus. No, that was number three. Oh, no, I think it was your two, my three. So it's still back on you. Cause I jumped in oh, and was God. like, Hey, I have a WWE game. 
Unless well, you want me to go with my number four, but I'm going to be honest, it's it's going to be hard to follow. No, I don't want to. No. So yeah. my number three, it's actually kind of easy because it's not entirely like GTA Five, but it's kind of close, and it's one that is on everyone's mind right now. Would you like to take one guess? Uh, is it from 1999? No, it's from oh. 2077. No. Oh, really? Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, all right. Yeah, that had a good one. Had a fantastic one, man. Like, I I knew it was going to be good when I signed on to stream it for the first time, and it's like, if you yeah. stream this with this soundtrack, you're going to get banned. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, shit, that's not good. But when I, when I started playing it, um, you know, in my own private time, dude, the, the hip-hop roster in this game makes night city for me really you, oh my god have you beaten the game or at least played enough of it i so i have beaten it um i'll be honest with you i was really frustrated with it and i tried to go back to that game about two months ago and it's still fucking broken it's still damn it just thinking about it just made me angry like i want to drive to poland and kick some fucking ass like level angry but yeah no i i have it fuck that the game has had so much potential and the developers were like oh we updated it for next gen consoles and new graphics cards but they didn't fix any fucking bugs like well yeah on the console as of right now it's okay okay well uh, i know that's not where you want to play it at well at all yeah yeah so that is, that is something I'm very sorry for, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad that people like it. I I, I do. I am happy mm. that people like it, right? I, I I just I wish it wasn't so fucking busted. Yeah, it. I I do like the game. I will say that it's now that it's fixed and I can play it from start to finish and not have any game breaking bugs on the console. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um. That being said, it took a very long time for me to get here. Um, mm-hmm. I was not a part of the Edge Runners craze. I was a part of the day one. I put way too much stock in the game craze. Okay. Um, and the only positive I can say from my initial thought, of my initial playthrough was the soundtrack. Everything else was a broken mess. You were not wrong. I played it on PC as well. Um, and it was just a jumbled shit show that being said soundtrack completely redeemed itself like i remember driving through the city with uh it was jackie on one of the nighttime missions and um my favorite song from the game came on which was uh uh it's called <clears throat> graves it's spelled with a four for the a oh um, yeah yeah it's with conrad old money cubic and johnny graves and it just gives me like that is Night City to me when I listen to that song. It does um, a good job at like matching the scene and the mood yep. of that thing for sure. Very cinematic, very Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's not all. I mean, you know, you got ASAP on there. You have like I already said, Conrad Old Money. He's on there a few times. Um, do love his music, but I don't know. There's just a lot of everything. And it just does it so well. And it makes me feel like Night City is more alive because of the music that I'm listening to. Um, yeah. It just does a good job, dude. It, yeah, it does a good job with that. Like, 
that's the hard thing, right? Like, there's so much good stuff in that game, and it's so marred by its technical constraints. Like, that's where it's hard for me to, like, separate, like, the technicality from the planning. Whereas the planning to put that soundtrack with it is amazing, and it's just not met with the same level of, like, technical regard to make it, you know, the, that way. So, yes, it is it is a great soundtrack, I will say that. Yeah, like even Run the Jewels on there. Oh, yeah. With no save point. Such a good yeah. song. Is it you or Tawny that really likes Run the Jewels? Uh, Well, we both do, but I think Tawny loves them a lot more than I do. I, I still love every bit about them, uh, but mm. I think he like bumps them like daily. Yeah, no, I mean, they they got some really good stuff on there, and it's not just from um, the hip-hop artists at all. Like, yeah. you, you have multiple different genres, like... Uh, they have like the whole Night Rider like synthwave stuff that I was talking about a f- few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this? It's a band called like Perturbator or something like that. Um, just so good, man. I I'll, I'll shut up now about the cyberpunk, but <laughs> it's no, the one good. thing it got right from the get go is definitely soundtrack. Yeah, and that takes it's... us to numero four for the both of us. So. My number four, I believe, is, like, we'll say the penultimate of licensed soundtracks. Like, there's Saints Row the Third, and that is one of the best, in, that is maybe number two in my mind for this. Um, number one, um, I mean, it, it is it, it is it for me. And that is Tony Hawk 1, Tony Hawk Pro Skater number one. Right? Um, yeah. And Power Man 5000 was on number two. I got them mixed up there in my mind. Um, the fact that that soundtrack existed and got through marketing is amazing, right? Like, you can look at number one versus number two, and there's an advancement in technology, right? And, and we wound up with more songs, you know, and stuff like that. But, like, number one for me is, like, perfect, I feel like you just bumped Primus the whole time. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Superman. Superman. Okay. Yep. So for me, it was uh, the dead. The songs that do it the best for me are the Vandals, uh, Dead Kennedys, uh, and Goldfinger. And then Suicide Machines a little bit, um, and Suicidal Tendencies a hundred percent. Because like Suicidal Tendencies, I bumped a lot back then. Um, they still do. But, but for me, those are like the artists. Like I, I grew up on Dead Kennedys. It's a band I still listen to a lot, um, and it was just amazing to see it in there. The Vandals, same thing. Um, and like it was interesting because these were not radio-friendly bands, and somehow Activision put this out and was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll let you put whatever songs on there." And I mean, it, it's just so of its era of like, it matches that game perfectly. And then, you know, then they went on to do Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and they did the same thing. They got a bunch of bands in there that nobody really had heard of or knew or the people that knew them knew them, right? Kind of thing. Like there's no, there's no like... How do I put this? There's no industry plants. There's no, oh, this song's on the top 40, so we got to get it on there. Like, yeah. 
like when you look at two, you have the Swingin' Utters, a band that nobody is talking about in 2021 and nobody was talking about back then, right? And like you look at two, and two is just absolutely fucking crazy. And like if you look at the remasters for these, the songs that they added were absolutely amazing, right? Like the the remasters that came out a few years ago. Added people like Skepta, MGK, Sublime, the Ataris, you know, so on and so forth. They found, and like Real Big Fish, they found bands that both complemented and enhanced the original music. But when you look at that original soundtrack, right, like it's a few songs, right? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs on there. And every one of those nine songs, I still can tell you, like, what level I was on when it was playing. Like, what I, if I played it or if I skipped. Like, the one that I almost always skipped is the Ernie's Here and Now. I'm just not a big Ernie's fan. Yeah. Um, I was very familiar with the band beforehand, but, like, I just, I wasn't. But for me, it's it's Goldfinger Superman. Like, that song encompasses so much of like the attitude and like the art and the delivery of that game. And like, you know, it's ironic that you sent this this afternoon because earlier today I saw a video. There's a, a Tony Hawk pro skater cover band, right? Like, and they're called the nine hundreds and they only play songs from Tony Hawk pro skater games, which is ironic, but also pretty funny. And, uh, they were playing at a wedding not too long ago, and Tony Hawk happened to be there and was like, hey, can I jump on stage with you guys? At like what? some random person's wedding, jumps on stage with this band called the 900s that are a Tony Hawk Pro Skater tribute band. And it's awesome. It was like the most heartwarming thing you could ever see, and like, he had a blast, you know? And like, so like, you could tell that like, you know, here we are, we're what, 24? Three years removed. God, that feels old. Twenty-three years removed, and he still loves that soundtrack. And like the songs from those artists, those artists aren't necessarily huge artists, and they're weird songs from them. They aren't like their best hits. Like "Suicidal Tendencies," you could argue "Psychovision" might be like their biggest song ever. But I'm willing to bet that if I went on Spotify right now, which I'm doing, so pause for dramatic effect it's probably not um let's see yeah their number one played song is institutionalized which has almost double the plays it has 34 million plays versus psychovision which is 13 million plays so like they didn't even grab like their biggest song at the time or what would ever be their biggest song maybe you could argue jerry was a race car driver for primus as their biggest song um you can go either way with that, but like it, it's a really just solid album that matched the tone of that game one hundred percent. That's crazy. Yeah. I I remember vaguely playing the first Tony Hawk. Like it was, what year did it come out? Nineteen ninety nine. I was eight. Oh fuck you. Yep, I know. I am very sorry. I say that in a loving manner. I know, Dad. It's okay. Okay. All right, yeah. son. The the standout, I wouldn't even say standout. The one that I remember the most is from American Wasteland. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if you were yeah, down American for that was... one or not, but it had like My Chemical Romance and Green Day, yeah. Fallout Boy, Motley they've, Crue. They've um, always had great albums, right? Like I, I kind of think that that is a, like the best part of Tony Hawk because they always have great albums. That's true, because that's kind of where this whole concept came from. Like, you know, best licensed soundtrack. Yeah. Tony Hawk kind of spawned this thought for me. Yeah. For so me, it goes fitting. number one is is still the best. Probably number two. And then I probably go to Thug 2. And then American Wasteland. <sighs> American Wasteland is good. I'm trying to. I briefly played Thug 2, definitely played the hell out of the first one. Yeah, I went Thug One, a little Thug Two, and then American Wasteland for its entire duration, and then a little bit of Project Eight. Okay, and even Ow. Ride had a good soundtrack. It was That's not a good game, but it had a great soundtrack. Like all of these <laughs> had good soundtracks. I forgot about the travesty that was Ride. Yeah, but hey, they all can be bangers. But thankfully, they're back and. You know, that that remaster, yeah. if you've never played it, is so worth playing. Like, if you have no affinity for Tony Hawk, and everything I've said for the last five minutes is just over your head, that's fine. That's totally fine, and I get it. Go play the remaster and check it out. It, it's, I mean, it's a good mix of an amazing soundtrack with, like, arguably one of the things that you can point to in video games as this changed everything. You know, I I think I can safely say Tony Hawk, and I don't remember which one, but I think Tony Hawk is the first video game I remember. Nope. I was going to say Tony Hawk was the first video game I remember playing with the Great License soundtrack. There was one more, and I'm not going to say it because it's going to make it to my next round of this. <laughs> but the, But there is another one that was a racing game from about the same time period. Um, but Tony Hawk was up there for like one of the first few that I remember being like a really influential game and having a great soundtrack for me. Did that racing game star Aaron Paul? No. Oh, okay. Cause I, I always think of the need for speed franchises also always having really good solid so, soundtracks. Yes. Yes. I, I would love to. So since it'll make it to, all right, it's not that, but I will say Need for Speed oh, okay. Underground 2 yeah. had a stellar soundtrack, as did Most Wanted. Oh, 100%, yeah. I, I um, only used Aaron Paul because, as we all know, as film historians, you and myself, it's so Fast <laughs> and Furious adjacent that it, it, it still gets it's on the It's in the same list. universe. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. Yep. Yeah. It is pretty good. Yeah. Um, that That brings me to my last one. And I got to say, I think it was last year, question mark. This one, my game of the year. Do you remember what it is? Oh, your game of the No, I do not. Sorry, it's been a long day. I know. It's okay. Know, it's been an sorry. even longer year. It's actually almost been an exact year since this game came out. And that is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I first off one of my favorite games I'm not mm, mm, top 10 game for me of all time 
I will say that. And the soundtrack is phenomenal. Like, this has my Motley Crue in it. If you guys don't know by now, Motley Crue has a very special place in my heart. I saw them earlier this year. Had Blue Oyster Cult, has Billy Idol, Pat Benatar, Def Leppard. Like, you have all of these great songs, and they all come out at the perfect time in this game and like the whole giving your team a pep talk thing and then music starts playing to make the fight scenes even more epic it's just incredible dude like we're talking about cinematic experiences leading up to this point and this game does it better than all of them like it makes you feel like you're watching a guardians movie and the songs behind the scenes just amplify the moments tenfold it's such a good soundtrack you played it right yeah, yeah, I've played, I've played it since then. And yeah, it was a great soundtrack to a gr- pretty great game. So the best game that came out last year. That's false. Um, That's false. Forza I mean, came out I mean, last year, WWE too. WWE 2K21 came out last year. Oh, did it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> took off, actually, now that I say it. Oh, God. I've Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it did have a great soundtrack. All, all laughing aside, I mean, it probably did. It probably did. Uh, I mean, as they, as we talked about, they've they've always had great soundtracks, so it probably did. Yeah. Um, there was actually a good few games come out last year that had good soundtracks, but this one is the one that makes makes my list. Um, even Rick Astley, you know the song, never yeah. gonna you know let you down or whatever. That was in there. I, I'm I'm how do I put this? I'm past that song. Like I, I feel like I've been past it for so long. Oh yeah, and it's like painful at this point. Like it is. It's so painful, and it's not even a funny joke anymore. But every time it comes yeah. on, it's like fuck, fine, and I gotta listen. I mean, it's not like, a bad song. He sings his heart out. Yeah. Oh, there was no 2K21. That's right. Last year they took it off. Yeah, they, they, they're planning for this year's big announcement. Yeah. Well, they, they already did 2K22 with Rey oh. Mysterio Jr. on the cover. I really. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. His son's wrestling now. Mm-hmm. He wears his oh, dad's cool. mask and has a mohawk. Okie dokie. Um, yeah. didn't know that was a thing. Yep. Um, I wish they would like remaster SmackDown versus Raw. Now that I think about it, that would make everything in the world the world so much better. Yeah, but that would require them to do anything that their fans like, and uh, they're just never going to do that. They're just not that. in the market for that, right? No, that's a that's for AEW to do now if they stop fighting in the locker room. Yes, please. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on with wrestling, but I, I do know what's fires. going on with our <laughs> with our uh with our show and that's that our list has come to a conclusion. Yeah. So, I want to revisit this because this is a fun topic and there is many more that I thought of along the way. Um, oh, Need for Speed was definitely one of them, but there, there it goes beyond that. Like for me, I think a Need for Speed and FIFA they used to be music discovery tools, and yep, you know, did uh, you say FIFA? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that's another one that, like, dude, FIFA 2010 or something spawned mm-hmm. something in me that just changed my life. We'll talk about that one day, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. But. You're you're not wrong. Need for Speed, FIFA, um, any. I, I don't play any of the football games like Madden. I, I I'm not a I'm not a hand egg guy. I don't I don't know much about the sport. But I'm sure their soundtracks are good. So I I only play PGA, 
and uh, NBA. Got you. And uh, soundtracks on PGA games though. They're not existent. But no. NBA this year does like the dumbest thing, and and I love it. So, um, if anybody really is curious about what an NBA two K game looks like in the year of uh, two thousand twenty two. Uh, just type in NBA uh, 2K22 State Farm, and uh, you'll see the most cringe-ass advertising scene ever in a game. Uh, just type it oh, in I can't YouTube. wait. Literally, you live next to Jake from State Farm, and you come out of your house, and he's like, whoa, aren't you? And he like basically just makes mouth movements as it can't say your Shut character's name. Up. And your character's like... Yeah, dude, but aren't you Steve, Jake from State Farm? I'm a huge fan. And he's like, yeah, so am I, of low rates. And, it, like, it's a whole fucking oh, State Farm ad. My and God. you could play it as many times as you fucking want. Okay. I yeah. don't even want to play it one time. You should play it. You should play it. What the fuck? It. I don't Stop even... Stop recording now. Go play okay. NBA. Become the real baller that you know you need to be. I well, that sounded like an ad. I will stop yeah. re- recording now though because I have to go edit the other episode that I haven't put out yet. So mm. that's a problem. That's someone's fault. Definitely not mine. If you're looking to find us elsewhere, you can. Culturebot yep. family of content is extensive, but the best place to find all of us is in the Culturebot Discord server. Between Culturebot selects hunting pixels and now the best podcast of all time, the Bop. Yep. All of us. Ex- ex- <laughs> All of us exclusively gather in the server to converse and have a good time, but we all know what you really want, and that's those socials. If you want to find Jeff, you can on Instagram at jcrto, that's S-Z-Y-A-R-T-O, and on YouTube at Jeffrey Ciarto, spelled the same way. And don't forget my OnlyFans. Oh, no. Yeah, Texas Tootsies for Josh. That's uh, the number four. What? (laughs) You say Texas Tootsies? Yep. Oh, I hate that I love that so much. (laughs) Texas Tootsies. That's a joke. It's not real, but yeah, that'd be real funny if it was. Not yet, but we would Might go squat on that name. Yeah, drop, come to the Discord. Drop us a comment. Yeah. If you're interested in big, burly men uh, doing OnlyFans, not that I'm yeah. seeking, Only feet. you know, just let us know if that would be something that you would be willing to pay for so I never have to work again. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can, at OMDizzy. You can find me on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on YouTube at OMDizzy, and on Twitch at OMDizzy. I'm fighting back the worst sneeze of my life. Do it. Let it loose. Whew. On air. I can't. How do you um, stop a sneeze? I look at the light and go, elephant, 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 elephant. I I fought it back. It was like just repressed memories right there. It worked. Mm. Um, you should have just know. let just it go. Sniffles. No, I can't. I I do really great at internalizing things, including sneezes. Mm. <sighs> Not me, man. <laughs> grip and rip. I'm sorry. We're 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 a broken family here at the. I was going to say the bop, but it's, it extends into the entirety of Culture Bop, which, outside of the bop, we have Hunting Pixels, your home of all video game-related content, and Culture Bop selects your deep dive into specific bits of media, including movies, games, music, and more. Yes, there are more podcasts. Yes, there are similar hosts, but no, the topics are not the same. They're actually completely different, so go check those out. Um, we got some fantastic hosts all the way across the board, and I promise you this show will hopefully be back on track soon enough. It has been a rough month, I will not deny, but here we are. 
you got an episode coming out before this one. You have this yep. episode that you're listening to now. And before you know it, we'll be back once again to talk about, let's just say, hmm. October's a better month. We're, we're coming back strong. We're coming back. You know, we're we, back in we black. looked at October on the calendar. We said, hey, the you know, come through if you're thick. Stay home if you're sick. September hit the bricks. Yep. And I bet you know we're glad to be back. Yeah. All right. So that being said, I'm going to head out of here. Jeff, you ready to go? Hey, I'm ready to get on that short bus with a stripper pole and relive my kindergarten days. Oh, God. That's <laughs> how we're ending the podcast. Yep. Not even going to say goodbye. That's just it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Hey. Okay. When you look at these these ramen noodle curls for the girls, the, the million-dollar mullet, everything that you want, everything that you desire, it can all be found here at the Bop. And until next week, you all stay classy. We'll stay trashy. Let's hit the bricks and hit the showers. <laughs> <laughs>